0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bridging Chicago podcast. I'm Joe Omari, your host for today's episode. You can find all five seasons of the podcast at bridgingchicago.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, where our handle is at Bridging Chicago. Today, I am joined by Nasucha Mabwa, the president of Restoration by Simons, and Sam Simon, their managing director. Nasucha, Sam, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: You're welcome, good morning.
0: Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for being here. So to start out at Bridge Chicago, we like to highlight leaders in the local community. So could you guys tell me a little bit about your background in Chicago?
1: Sure, so Sam and I met a long time ago uh, working as social workers in Chicago, and we were really focused on helping others in our community. And fast forward, we decided to open a business And we came across this franchise opportunity with ServiceMaster. And so now it's our 10-year anniversary of having Restoration by Simons in Business.
0: Awesome. And how about you, Sam?
2: Well, um, so Nasucha and I met as social workers in Chicago. And so uh, we already had an affinity for helping people out uh, and and, and for being part of the community and, and being active in the community. And we saw this, uh, you know, when we bought this franchise, it immediately became uh, uh, something that we needed to marry our social work experience with. Uh, yeah, it's true. We we found that we were dealing with people, if not as much, even more than we were as social workers, uh, dealing with people, dealing with loss, uh, dealing with uh, panic. And grief, and it was something that we were able to uh, we were able to address because we brought those experiences with us.
0: Absolutely. And what kind of social work were you guys involved with?
1: Child family services.
2: Yeah, we were child welfare
0: uh, case managers.
2: Yeah. Um, and so we spent a lot of time uh, advocating for families, advocating for people. Spent a lot of time in the court systems.
1: And in all, all the communities around all the, the neighborhoods in Chicago and the greater metro area, we traveled to our families to help reunify them. And of course, going to juvenile court and, you know, associated supportive services for the families. So we really were all over the metro area.
0: And so, this,
1: as you said, but the opportunity
0: to invest in the franchise, What what did that opportunity look like when you first came about it?
1: Well, first we were trying to get into different business opportunities because we were very savvy and we were going to open up a restaurant. Uh, then we decided, as we found out about the franchise opportunity, that this would be a way we could kind of build our own business, have our own kind of autonomy and freedom, and be able to grow this in the way we, we saw fit. So it was really exciting because it was the first time we were you know, doing something together. To go forward into our future, and then of course when we started having our children. It was really great because we were able to balance our work-life schedule, so that was really important to us. I had been in commercial real estate development, and I was working, you know, like 60 hours a week plus, and traveling. and It's hard when you, you know, have a family to do that constantly traveling all over the, the country. And Sam was, of course, a videographer working all over the country as well. And so we wanted something local for, that we could also well and grow but also grow our family
0: absolutely And so could you tell us a little bit about your business and kind of how you operate
1: sure well today we offer commercial and residential restoration services all over the greater chicagoland area we focus on fire damage cleanup water damage cleanup uh, mold restoration and then we also have a specialized line of cleaning services which is very broad. It has to do with carpet cleaning, post construction cleaning, border cleanup, deep cleanings, general cleanings. And that's how we're really able to meet the, the needs of the customer in the marketplace. And we get these kind of calls weekly. Uh, in 2020, we pivoted the business. And when everything got locked down with the beginning of the pandemic in spring of 2020, we started doing COVID disinfection services. And that we did most of all of 2020, really focusing on helping commercial customers, but a lot of residential customers so they could stay open, so they could be safe. So their employees felt safe and also families that were hit with COVID pretty hard. We were disinfecting their homes and condos and apartments as well. So that's how we kept the business going the past couple of years. And of course, today we're back to full services um, as usual.
0: Absolutely. And that's a pretty quick shift. I know that service was highly in demand when everything kind of broke down in the spring of 2020. So today, is that still the most requested service for your business?
2: Well, we see that uh, COVID has kind of calmed down, right? I mean, we're kind of almost back to normal, aren't we? Uh,
0: Yeah.
2: uh, Not so panic-stricken, not so scared about COVID as we were in the beginning. In the beginning, I mean... Uh, when we had to pivot our business to start providing disinfecting services, we were we were worried because we we're like, wow, this is COVID's killing people. Are, are are we gonna are we gonna be hurt? You know, are we gonna suffer? So of course, being a um, being a full-service disaster restoration company, we already had uh, full protection body suits. You know, uh, tie, like we call Tyvek suits or or hazard suits. We had boxes of them already before the, before the uh, epidemic took place, pandemic. And we also had boxes of N95 masks, believe it or not. We had boxes of surgical masks. We had boxes and boxes of rubber gloves and of respirators. Those were already part of our job. So when everything, when the pandemic hit and all of a sudden there was a shortage of supply, we were able to move forward because we had all of that in place um so uh, and also okay.
1: we already knew how to approach uh, a difficult job in terms of a biohazard with safety and caution because we already did that in our business
2: sure we already deal with we deal with trauma jobs we deal with uh, category three water jobs in other words raw sewage um uh, you know toilet back up uh, right. really dirty messy jobs so we were already we're already skilled at uh, infectious, infectious job sites. So uh, moving forward, the, you know, it's kind of died down a bit now, the, the COVID scare, and people are a little, more, you know, most of all, and thankfully uh, most people are vaccinated. Um, and so that's, in my opinion, I believe it's helped to, um, To bring the numbers down from COVID infection. so it's not so much one of our uh, our big ticket items uh, these days. We're kind of back to doing water and fire restoration and these border and estate cleanups. However, uh, we do occasionally still get the calls for COVID Mm -hmm. disinfection. We just yeah, we do Uh,
1: every week or so. We still get a call. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: we had a couple last week.
1: Yeah. Okay, so it sounds like you
0: guys broad spectrum kind of handle. Every type of uh, issue that your clients are looking to get remediated is that.
2: Well, as a disaster restoration company, disaster comes in all shapes and forms, and it comes from all sides, and and um, you know so
0: a company like ours has to be prepared to handle those calls. Absolutely. And so, with running a business like this, what are some of the things that you've learned in terms of preparation and you know keeping everything together through shifting pivotal moments like the pandemic or you know any other times where your business has shifted
1: well i think it's important you know for us as a small business it was great that we were not an enormous outfit we were small and agile enough we were able to pivot easily because it just really required um, a bit of training in-house technicians already were mindful and aware of what to do but just some additional training we did in-house and then being able to just kind of focus in a different angle was not really hard for us because we can always just address what's required quickly. That's kind of the way our business model is set up, where we can react to whatever's happening in a fast manner. And we like to keep our business rather agile like that without many, many layers of management. Of course, we have supervisors and office staff in place, but it allows us to be able to adapt. And that's one of our strengths.
2: And one of the things that we improved upon a lot was our communication with our employees. Because as the environment and as the atmosphere was changing and as people's opinions were changing and people's fears and panic was in the air, we had to kind of get together as a group almost daily to discuss the changes in attitude, to discuss the fears, to discuss how to handle people's apprehensions. Um, and to make them feel as comfortable as possible. And at the same time, to make sure that our employees felt comfortable. Uh, This is true. So that was something that uh, we were thrust into to learn very fast uh, as part of our business model.
1: Yeah, we took it very seriously. We had those daily, you know, huddle meetings like Sam is talking about. And then, you know, none of our technicians were infected with the virus. We were very safe. Everybody was vaccinated. And we were following the proper protocol for PPE wear at the job sites. And that gave us a lot of comfort that we were really doing things correctly the way they're supposed to be done for the safety of our employees, which then, of course would be the safety of their families and all of our clients, which is what's important to us in our company.
0: Absolutely. And so in the
1: same vein, what,
0: what have you found is the most rewarding aspect of running your business?
1: Well, I mean, for me, you know, we met as social workers. I really like helping people and I like solving problems that people have and providing creative solutions to make sure that they're back to basic again. So back to pre-loss condition or solving a difficult border clutter situation when somebody's lived in a place for 40 years and helping that family then prepare the home for sale or dealing with a very difficult smoke or fire job and getting that family back into their home or a high rise that has 20 floors of water and helping that property manager uh, give information to all of the, the unit owners and providing a seamless communicated, um, you know, plan so that there's calm among, among all that disruption. And that gives me a lot of pride because we do that very well.
2: Absolutely. absolutely as part of our again, going back to our social work days, we were you know, we had to problem solve fast. We had to think on our feet uh we had to multitask we had to do many things at the same time and those skill sets we carried with us here and we do we do that constantly here. we're constantly thinking on our feet we're constantly problem solving uh you know um, whether it's uh, a customer whether it's an employee whether it's uh, a location whether it's a you know, so I mean, there's so many things, and it keeps us busy, and it keeps it very interesting for us too. Because, uh,
1: yeah, no day's the same here in our no business. <laughs> Even if you have one week with the same type of job, like let's say one week you have two water damages, those water damages are very different.
0: Hmm. You know,
1: um, different type of structure, or it's in a high-rise downtown versus somebody who has a one-level branch. Or two post-construction cleanings, you know, in an office space versus someone's kitchen that they just remodeled. So it just keeps everybody on their toes and it's never dull or boring and it always keeps things moving. It is rather fast-paced in that way. Absolutely. So when you guys go in for a job, more specifically, what does
0: that process look like for a homeowner? What can they expect when they call
1: Well, when we go in for a homeowner, it depends on what their problem is, what we're serving. So let's say it's a water damage. That means that they've had a specific problem, either with nature, bringing water into their place or sewer backup from their basement or an appliance that's leaking, and then they need help right away and they need help quickly. So we have to be responsive, call them back immediately, provide them some guidance on what's going to happen next. And what we like to do is have the office call right away and walk them through what our services are for restoration. So they're mindful and they know what's going to happen. we are going to come. We're going to send the technicians out. We'll be there at this time window and we'll call you when we're on the way. When we get there, we're going to do an estimate. We're going to walk through, take measurements, determine what needs to happen, what equipment needs to be installed and how we're going to restore your property back to pre loss, back to before when this happened. And when they hear what the process is, they have comfort because they know we're going to handle their need, which is this water damage in that case. Some projects are a lot more complicated. If there's like a hoarder, but they've also had a water damage, then you're dealing with two projects at the same time. So those can be a little bit more complicated and take longer. But what we try to do is just really keep in touch with the customer daily, all throughout, so they don't have too many questions and they know what's happening.
0: Absolutely. And you yeah. mentioned earlier in that you said that uh, you'd like to be that calm. And I imagine with customers that are dealing with something unexpected, unanticipated like that, having that calm presence is really reassuring. for them.
1: It is, and Sam is really good at that. He handles all of the emergency water and fire. I do sometimes also handle the fire, but he's really good at helping customers understand what's gonna happen and providing a calm, his presence relaxes them, and he's very good at explaining, okay, this is what's going to happen uh, when he's on those jobs. And that's very helpful.
2: It's, it's very important to have a calm disposition when, when, when working with people who are dealing with these situations. I mean, uh, I, from an objective viewpoint, it's easy to see that, okay, it was a water damage. And yes, your home was damaged and your personal articles may have been damaged, but everything else is okay. You know, you're okay. Your family's okay. Your children are okay. Uh, Nothing major, nothing that can't be fixed, nothing that can't be dried and disinfected, nothing that can't be replaced. Uh, In a lot of cases, that's uh, for people who have insurance policies, that's where the insurance comes in. That's where insurance helps them to make sure that they restore their homes back to what it was before the damage occurred. I know that because I deal with that all the time. So for a lot of people, they don't realize that right away because this may be their first time having a water damage or having a smoke damage. And I have to come in there and reassure them and tell them this is going to be
0: okay. I think I feel reassured. Your demeanor is amazing. <laughs> it was, I can see that <laughs> sense of call. Thank you. So you both recently wrote a book called Book Restore. Could you tell me a little we bit did.
1: about We did. Well, here's the book, I have it here, and it's written by Sam and myself. And what we were trying to do was impart all of our knowledge to our customers about fire and water damages and also some specialty cleaning. There is even a section here on insurance, which is often an issue with um, homeowners when they're filing claims for water damage or fire damages. So we have mm-hmm. a section in there as well. But uh, what we wanted to do is really, after working with so many customers, over a decade, we have picked up a lot of information along the way in addition to our certification. I mean, Sam is a triple master restorer. Uh, we have the highest certification level in the industry with the IICRC, but there's just basic information people sometimes aren't aware of. And so we, what we did is write very small chapters so people could just look and see, okay, what do I do if I have a pipe burst in the winter? What do I do if my wood floors buckle after a water damage? What do I do with my dishwasher leaks? These are just basic questions that people don't know the answers to. So mm-hmm. this is what we were trying to share with our customer base. And I think it's really helpful and easy to read. And people seem uh, very positive about it so far. It just uh, was released uh, on Amazon last week. Oh, awesome. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Very exciting. Thank, Thank you.
2: The, the book was a, was a labor of love that Nasucha and I started uh, right before pandemic and like everybody else's story. Uh, pandemic kind of delayed uh the, yeah. our work because we were busy uh we were pivoting. busy yeah <laughs> we were busy pivoting and, and 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 um and finally after things calmed down we looked at each other and we said hey uh we should probably finish our project and get this out yeah. so uh that uh, that all culminated over the past uh, few months um and thankfully we were able to publish and get the book out onto the market yeah.
1: yes. For our listeners, where can they find your book? So, right now the book is available on Amazon and it's a paperback. And if you just type in the word restore or restore fire and water, it comes up right away at the top there. And in about a month or two, we will have an ebook as well for readers to purchase if they don't want the paperback. Okay.
0: And so, yeah. now that you've completed the book, do you have any
1: uh, new
0: projects that you're embarking on?
1: I'll
2: let Sam talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, even before the book published, we were already working on the second companion book to this one. Oh, okay. uh, this book deals with uh, residential homeowners and 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 the uh, the accidents that happen in people's homes. Uh, this second companion book is going to deal with commercial properties. It's mm-hmm. going to be geared more toward. Uh, property managers, facility managers. Uh, That's coming out in the beginning of 2023. We're working on that and we are working on a couple other uh, literary projects as well.
1: Yeah, it's important to note the difference because when you are a restoration company servicing residential homeowners, it's a very different kind of um, approach to water, fire and cleaning, uh, specialty cleaning. But when you're dealing with a high rise or distribution center or supermarket and property managers and facility engineers, they need very different sets of information to guide them through the water damage or fire damage process. Mm -hmm. So that's why we felt like two different um, additions would be required. So the first one is focused to the homeowner um, or even a renter. Honestly, it's, it's really at that perspective. And then the second one will be towards the commercial audience to help like Sam said, property
0: managers and facility engineers. Hmm. So it sounds like, and this goes back to when you talked about giving back, it sounds like you're taking this information and creating a very useful tool for people to kind of have as a resource for, okay, I have this issue, what can I do? And they'll be able to quickly look up and see, okay, here's a solution that can effectuate right away, what are the steps to take? It sounds like that'd be a great guide for everyone. Yeah,
2: it, it is. Absolutely. You know, we find in our interactions with our customers, we find that um, a lot of times they've spoken to other restoration companies and they're getting different information from a different restoration company. And uh, we feel that it's important to put the information out there to help um, arm the the customer and, and the consumer with enough information to make a sound decision as to whether or not they want to tackle the cleaning of their homes or, or whatever issue has come up, whether they want to tackle it or whether they want a professional to come and do it instead. And in that vein, it's also important to know what, what professional you need and who exactly you want. Uh, you know, in, in our market right now, I mean, there are so many restoration companies out there and many of them are good. But some of them are not. And it's yeah.
1: important,
2: it's important yeah. to know the
0: difference.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Like in, this, in the book here on page 15, there's a DIY about sewer backups. And it says, can I handle cleaning the sewer backup myself? And then we write here, it is not advised to clean sewage backups yourself. Water <laughs> contaminated sewage usually contains a variety of bacteria, viruses, and germs that are harmful to your health. Uh, you know, you can get sick if you use items that have been in contact with the sewage without disinfecting them properly first. So, what we're trying to do is impart our knowledge. It's not like people can't do any of these things by themselves, but there are health risks, risks, and we explain what those are. I mean, there's a big DIY market out there, and some of these things can be done by themselves. But we have written this in a way where people can know the pros and cons, so they can make a better informed decision as a consumer in the marketplace.
0: Absolutely, and to your point. Some people might not have the understanding of what is something that, okay, I can take care of this, versus is, oh, this is something that I should have someone come in and look at. because Like you said, with a sewer backup, you know, we could be going down there trying to fix it ourselves. And all of a sudden my me or my family, we could get sick.
1: So I think that's probably. Yeah. I, I worked with a man, um, before I started working with Sam and he had a sewer damage in Winnetka on the North shore and we had very big rain and he had several inches of water in his basement. They had a lot of family things down there that he wanted to get out. He didn't call a company right away. He figured the water would go down. He could just deal with it himself. Very big home. He ended up touching some stuff that got affected by the sewage backup. And he touched his eyes, And he had severe eye infection for one month and had to go to an optometrist. And then he had secondary eye damage. And it got really bad. He's fine now. He has perfect vision. But what I'm saying is sometimes people need to know what the facts are so they can make the right decision. He probably should have called a restoration company first, hopefully us before doing what he did in the basement to dispose of the items without wearing gloves and then touching his eyes. So that's a good example.
0: Right. Right. And having that guide will only serve to help people in the future that maybe have that information accessible rather than taking a stab at it first. Right. So, Absolutely. so what are some of the most important points you want to, our listeners to take away today? From, from the book to take away from the book and from your services generally.
1: Well, I think for us, we're very different in terms of the way we approach our business industry. We are involved in all of the jobs that we get. Sam and I know what's going on on a daily basis and we often are at the job site ourselves. So the customer is getting a really close connection with the owners and trust and a vested interest in making sure we meet their expectations. We want all of our customers to be really satisfied and feel like they have the peace of mind and we've restored their issue. Mm -hmm. And so for us, that's really important. And for the book, it's just a guide it's a resource. And we hope that people find it helpful as they're facing these issues in their homes. But the reason that our company is a little different is because we really do genuinely care. We don't subcontract everything out. We handle everything in-house ourselves and we're very connected to our employees. And we work as a team and we have daily meetings and we're very strong on communication. And again, we want everyone to be really satisfied.
0: Absolutely. Well,
2: uh, as, as, a, as a disaster restoration company, we find that there are a lot of companies out there. If, uh, for instance, if you had a small water damage in your kitchen and just a, a, a small area was affected, there are restoration companies out there that will come and tear apart your entire kitchen and perhaps displace you and your family. Uh, you might have to stay in a hotel because the mess is so bad. And many times it's not necessary. Sometimes all that needs to happen is the area that was affected needs to be treated and dried and disinfected uh, with, with minimal invasiveness um, and people can get on with their lives. Uh, You know, maybe a a small area to dry, uh, some small repair, and move on. We're that kind of company. Uh, We're not the kind of company that's going to come there and make a mountain out of a molehill. Mm -hmm. So uh, those are, that's probably partially the reason why we put out this book. Because we said, you you know, people, the consumer should know that a lot of these instances are Some of it can be handled by the homeowner, uh, perhaps in preparation for us coming there to do the rest of the work, Uh, or or the the consumer might elect to just call us and have us come out there and do the entire job. But these are things that we discuss with the homeowners first. We let them know that this is the situation, and we can either go with option A or we can go with option B. And uh, that's what we want to to the, to the consumer and your viewers to understand about this? Yeah,
1: we have a high level of ethics. Um, that's the core of our kind of business model in how we deliver services. Like Sam was just saying, um, we don't overcharge. We don't do services that aren't necessary. And we won the Torch Better Business Bureau Award in 2020 for ethics in the marketplace for exactly that because our customers are very satisfied. If you read our reviews online, that we've taken that extra step to really make sure we pay attention to what their needs are. We listen and we don't do excessive work when it's not necessary. So that makes us very different than the average restoration company.
0: Absolutely. I think finding the companies that have that kind of ethical, ethical barometer that always seems to be an indicator of success. If you do things the right way, it tends to come back to you.
1: Yeah. And our technicians, everybody's on the same page. There's no question of how we're going to approach a problem. Everybody knows what we do and what we don't do. And I think that that just equals our success.
0: Absolutely. Well, Sam, Masusha, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure talking to you. And we want to say thank you to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of the Bridging Chicago podcast. You can find us at our socials, Twitter and Instagram, where our handle is at Bridging Chicago and on LinkedIn by searching Bridging Chicago, or going to www.bridgingchicago.com. Please be sure to get a copy of Restore by searching Restore on Amazon today, and we will see you again soon. Thank you guys so much. Thank Thank you.
2: you.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Bridging Chicago as produced by the SATC Solutions Center.